0: The R-rated thriller, Alice Darling right here on Silver Screen Previews. Welcome to the show. It is January 20th, 2023. I'm your host, Rob Martin, and we welcome you also on the Bus Sprout podcast, which you can hear uh, tomorrow in a condensed form, a condensed version. So we welcome you to uh, check that out as well. On the other side of the aisle, we'll come back returning co-host, Vivian Gold. We haven't seen you in such a long time. Welcome back. I am so happy now.
1: Hi. Uh, yeah, thanks. I'm happy too. I have it been on the show since October it's nice to be back I know that was your
0: favorite month too, because I know it was like the Halloween month that you were just so yeah, excited.
1: I, I love October, hate January. Typically, I don't you feel like January is like just depressing. Like mm. at least if you're here in the Northeast with like the weather and everything, you know what I mean. Like it's pretty depressing.
0: Yeah, I mean we're waiting for snow. It hasn't snowed yet, so I'm just waiting for that big pummeling snowstorm of ten feet to uh, destroy us uh, and just have us stuck at home for like the whole month. But it hasn't happened yet. So we're trying. We're getting it. Yeah. So, welcome to the show, Vivian. Great to see you. Okay, so we're talking about Alice, comma, darling, uh, with Anna Kendrick, who we know from comedic roles. And in this case, she's dealing with an obsessed boyfriend in which, you know, he turns her life upside down. What did you think about this movie, Vivian?
1: yeah, so I thought that this had a really well written script that builds tension really effectively. There were excellent performances from the entire cast, and of course, especially from Anna Kendrick as Alice, the main character. Mm-hmm. And yes, she you know gives a very powerful performance in this, and it's also a kind of like a different role for her too like you said we know her mostly from sort of comedic quirky roles and this was different so that was nice to see for me the film had really great pacing because it told a lot in 90 minutes without wasting any time or dragging on Mm. so it was a really good use of the 90 minutes Yes. yeah just overall it was a really well executed portrayal of the devastating effects of a toxic emotionally abusive relationship it was intense but i did enjoy it as devastating as some of the things that were shown in the film as devastating as they were i, I enjoyed it so i am giving it a thumbs up
0: so through torture <laughs> you find <laughs> satisfaction
1: no i mean you know, tell these kinds of stories of abusive relationships, especially where it's not physically abusive, where it's, like, so obvious. Like, this is more of a different kind of abuse. Like I said, emotional abuse, mm. where, yes. you know, some people might not realize that it's abuse at mm. first glance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, until you, like, go deeper how the film shows... Right. And you know there are people unfortunately in real life who have to deal with these kinds of situations, so it's important to tell these kinds of stories.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but maybe in the past 20 years, the type of level of relationship like, like these has, has gone up. I mean, it's more common now. It's kind of like a psychosis for some guys in the way they treat their significant other with being too clingy, being like overbearing, like what you see in this movie. It's other types of behavior that I think have increased. And I all th- think it's because of technology, honestly, but that's another story. But here you see that how it the relationship deteriorates within the first, you know first act or second you know into the second act. So you give it a thumbs up. I also give it a thumbs up. I, I don't know how many horrifying relationship stories there have been in the past. But I could go back to something called "Sleeping with the Enemy" with Julia Roberts, something from a long time ago. But still, it resonates because it exhibits and shows all the different uh, technicalities of, of a relationship gone south when the when the guy is just wow, not behaving in a way that's that's really good or productive for the relationship in the first place. It's really great to see uh, you know Anna Kendrick in this kind of movie, which. It you know, shows her abilities, shows her qualities as far as an actress go with more depth than we've seen before in the comedic stuff. Uh, it's really a rom-com to start off, but then slowly everything starts to dissolve into the mayhem of the mind. Be it uh, in this one, for Anna Kendrick's character, she suffers and she suffers greatly. The key, I think, to the film uh, is something that I don't think many people will recognize. It's the music. The music also permeates throughout the entire story, and it's critical. And especially that last song at the end of the film, uh, what was it called, Baby? Oh, it's just, wow, it's really haunting. So it really does work along with the, the whole story in general. It's a film that lingers with you, it stays with you, and that's the sign of a good movie. So yeah, definitely a thumbs up for Alice, comma, darling, which can be seen uh, in theaters now in a wide release. Because it's been released uh, on the 30th of December, but it was limited. Now it's finally getting to wide audiences. Very good. Both agree on Alice Darling. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews tonight, this is one of those kind of films that is a prequel to the last year's Oscar-nominated hit, The Father, with Anthony uh, Anthony Hopkins. Did you ever see The, the Father?
1: I did not, actually. So no. I went into this like not knowing about that, you
0: know? Well, anyways, this is The uh, the Sun, and here's a uh, clip from uh, The Sun with uh, Hugh Jackman. Also in this movie, uh, Vanessa Kirby and the great Laura Dern. So this film plays out like a play, but do tell us, uh, Vivian Gold, what did you think about this movie? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so like I said, I did not see The Father, which this is a prequel to, but Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it. It had excellent acting and performances from an ensemble cast. And then McGrath, who played the son, Nicholas. I was not familiar with him before. I don't think I've ever seen him before in anything. But I was really impressed by him and his performance in this very difficult role. Right. He gave such a strong performance. And that was a standout, even though everyone was great in it, including Hugh Jackman, you know, everyone, Laura Dern. The film itself was a well-done drama about a dysfunctional family and also examining father-son relationships specifically and also going into, you know, exploring intergenerational trauma, basically, and how you know, what happened to the parents, how that affects the children negatively. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's also, just like Alice Darling, this is a very real thing in our world that I think it's good to explore. So, you know, I did like that it did that. It has emotional and psychological complexity and it goes into all of these issues like all of the familial dysfunction and all of that it does it in a sincere way so I enjoyed that as well even though the film itself is actually difficult it's not necessarily like you enjoy it. it's not like a fun film but it's just like a well done film overall with great performances the script is strong the one thing for me is that you know the film is called The Sun and mm-hmm. although there is a lot of focus on the son Nicholas. I did feel like a lot of it actually ended up being about Peter, the father. So <laughs> it's kind of like the son was sort of used as this thing to incite the drama in the film for everyone. Right. Although it wasn't, it wasn't as superficial as maybe I'm describing right now. Like it was, there was depth to it. But I do wish that. It focused a little bit more on explaining what exactly was going on with with The Sun. So that was the one thing for me. But other than that, it was a well-executed film, and it's a thumbs-up for me.
0: All right, so thumbs-up from Vivian Gold on The Sun with Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, Anthony Hopkins, and many others. Our third film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is something that's been talked about a lot And this is one that's called Women Talking with Rooney Marrow. Here is a clip. Nothing to joke about there. Uh, That's women talking. All right, uh, Vivian, what did you think about this one?
1: Okay, so similar (coughs) to The Sun, this one also had excellent acting and excellent performances from an ensemble cast. And I really liked how this movie, it got right into the story without a lot of exposition like it really got into the heart of the matter without wasting the audience's time like telling us and depicting the whole backstory it like mm-hmm. it, it explained it as it went along so I really like that I liked how it really explored the power of words and just talking as the title <laughs> would imply like talking and communication how powerful that is mm. and it also brought up some good points about the indoctrination of religion that might be controversial for some people but you know uh, it it's pretty clear in the movie how uh, these women even though they've been abused and in horrible situations because they're in this religion mm-hmm. they're Hesitant to, you know, take action. A lot of them aren't sure what to do and they feel bad if they do something that possibly might go against their religion, mm-hmm. even though it, for them it would actually be the best thing to do or the right thing. The film had a great screenplay with very powerful dialogue. I liked how it also explored, you know, uh, going back to being indoctrinated by their religion, it does also bring up that it's possible to break out of that and to possibly break the rules and all of that, so I did enjoy that. My one criticism of this film is that there was too much of the pushing of the idea that most men (laughs) are dangerous, that masculinity is dangerous, and it's kind of pushing the division between men and women. So, that was my one criticism of that. I wasn't a fan of that aspect of it, but overall, it was a well-done film. Very powerful performances, so for me, it's a thumbs up.
0: Alright, so thumbs up for Vivian Gold on Women Talking. I don't know if it's a uh, trait, or a character, you know, thought, from the director Sarah Polly and the writer of this movie, Sarah Polly. Why does she hate men so much? Why? I mean, are they all evil? No, of course not. That is such. It's this. It's, it's kind of like an exploitation of the Me Too movement and just thrown right on the screen. Uh, obviously, there's a sect going on here, and the year is 2010. So now this this whole sect, this whole group of of, of persons are living under this religious curtain. In a very isolated area where they feel that, okay, we're going to try and break out of this as women because the the men are the wall. The men are detaining us. The men are abusing us. They think of it in that form, and that's really terrible. Because, you know, to, to really think about how the men treat the women in this thing, of course, it's inexcusable. Yes, but that's part of the writing of this movie, the way they set it up. It's like, the men did this, the men raped, the men abused, the men did this, da-da-da-da-da-da. In the script, they could have written it differently. They could have written, like, the men abused the women, but also gave them flowers, or also took care of their things in the daytime. They cooked, they washed their clothes, but then they slapped them. So it can be even-handed. It's always one way full, or the other way they're too nice. Kind of like what that movie was with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Her. Remember that movie? Yeah. You see? That's the the, the character differentiation of, of that film compared to this one where you have that sort of level of hate toward the men uh, because of the things that they did in the film. Uh, like in the first act here, you, you see there's a lot of confusion. That, like you said, they get right to it. But it, for me, it didn't make any sense because they just kept doing things, giving things, and I didn't know what the hell they were doing. <clears throat> maybe it's because of my guy. You know, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, so and also portrays Christians as bad people, which I found really repulsive because that's, that can't be true. I mean, look, there's, uh, you know, say what you will about the church and all those different things. That in the end, a Christian person uh, does good things, yes, but how can they be portrayed as bad people as a group? That just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so that's a very big strike against Sarah Polly in this in this script. It's a movie. If you think about it, it's a movie for abused. Women, or women that have been abused. That's the main target demo. That's the person you're going to see mostly in the movie theater watching this movie. It is going to garner awards, and of course they're well-deserved from all the acting. But do you feel happy coming out of this movie? Is, is there some kind of sense of resolvement? Do you feel satisfied in a positive way after watching this movie? That's the question you got to ask yourself when you're leaving the damn theater. And for me, unfortunately, it was not. So I give this movie a thumbs down. So once again, we disagree. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I
1: mean, it was, a, it was a heavy film for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Heavy heavy matter. But you know what? That's the idea, is that you go see the movies, and then you judge for yourself. Some people will have walked out of this movie. I mean, especially a guy. I mean, think about taking a guy on a date to go see this movie.
1: Would not recommend that. <laughs>
0: of course not. They would be walking out. They'd be no. like... <laughs> Yeah, they, they'd go watch uh, some, you know, Nicolas Cage movie or something.
1: To the points that we both brought up about how it's like, this film is kind of like portraying basically most or all men as bad, and that's like a fault of the film. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> the movie Alice Darling, which is also about one abused woman in an abusive relationship, so that one portrays <clears throat> that particular man, her boyfriend, as bad. It's not Portraying like all men as bad or dangerous. You got so, it. There is a difference. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Bingo. Right on point. And it's really. It, yeah. It's the way you, that how you dissect the, these two films. We're doing them both on this show, so you see the difference. One just goes all yeah. the way. One just picks one. Our fourth and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is something you can catch on iTunes and also on limited release. This movie is called Alone at Night, which brings us back to Ashley uh, Benson and the return of Pamela Henderson among others. And, and, and Paris Hilton is also in this movie. Why? So uh, this woman decides to go into the woods and finds out that she's got a stalker. Uh, well, okay, let's just play the clip here. Uh, this is Alone at Night, which you catch on iTunes, right here sort Silver Screen Previews. Everything okay Paris Hilton going back to her horror roots. Uh, you remember her from the... Music, a House of Wax or something. Remember? Yeah, that was that was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: I do remember. I did see that.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she's going back to that kind of stuff. And there it is. Alone at night. Would you ever go into the woods alone at night, Vivian Gold?
1: Yes. You. I <laughs> would. <laughs> I would. Well, I give you credit. It, um,
0: you got balls there. I give you credit. Well, like I
1: don't know, maybe not a secluded area, but I don't know, maybe it's just it's scary if you watch too many of these kinds of horror movies, but I think in reality, it's probably not as scary.
0: Look, I mean, when you go into the woods for a vacation, after you break up with your boyfriend, and on top of that, you know, instead of reading a book, you know, instead of practicing yoga on your little vacation into the woods, no, that doesn't make sense here. What makes sense for this girl, uh, Ashley Benson, is to become a webcam sex girl and to start you know, showing all parts of her body in order for her to make herself feel better, which is not a problem. Of course, I wouldn't have a problem with that, nor would any guy. But to make this a staple in the movie, I don't think makes any sense. But not that there's anything wrong with that. Vivian, does the killer uh, part of this entire movie move the story?
1: For me, it was just like a very formulaic. Horror (laughs) film, it was just lacking in suspense, and to me, it was quite clear from the beginning who the killer was.
0: Yes, of course, so
1: there wasn't really a lot of mystery for me, yeah. And what really didn't make sense was that Trap Stars show that there was a clip of that in the trailer with uh Paris Hilton being the host of that show, this like reality show that the main character played by Ashley Benson, her character's name is Vicky, that uh, she watches, like, her favorite show or whatever. And, like, so that actually, that show ended up being, like, sort of this subplot that went nowhere, and it was like they were trying to make some kind of commentary. You know what I mean? It it was like they tried but failed to make an effective commentary with that. And it was just, like, why, basically? (laughs) Like, why is this here? That kind of night, yeah my thoughts on that and uh, yeah Paris Hilton was in it as the host and it was was like in the trailer how everyone could see that there's this one part where Paris Hilton's like you're probably wondering why I'm here or something like that right I was like yeah that's exactly how I felt I was like did they just decide to randomly throw her in this film
0: no wait a minute hold on I know exactly how this went down Paris Hilton, of course, you know she's the heiress to, to the, uh, the the whole hotel chain. So of course, one yeah. of these nights, you know, Pam Anderson hangs out at the hotel where she's staying at. It's like, oh, okay, hey, what's up, Paris? Hey, you know what? I'm doing this movie. You want to be in it? What's it called? Alone at Night. What is it about? A killer. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Pamela Anderson at this point would do anything to get into a movie. And Paris Hilton helping her out is probably one of those kickbacks that goes back 20 years, I would think. Because they've been friends for a long time, I think, you know. So here you go, you know, put in Pam Anderson just for the goof, just for the fun. Is the plot ridiculous? Yes. Does it go anywhere? Nowhere that we have not seen already in these kind of movies. So what is there to gain, really? Are you, are you really going to invest to go see at the end what happens and to be disappointed? It's kind of like prom night in many respects because, you know, what happens in the end, if you saw that movie, you will not be disappointed to find out it's the same kind of scenario at the end of this movie. So you give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, I
1: definitely give this one a thumbs down.
0: All right, so I give this film also a, a thumbs down DOA. It doesn't uh, connect on anything uh, besides the fact that it tries to use the violence of the killer as a, a filler, a buffer, to try and coat your brain from trying to think of something positive to say about the about the movie. So, yeah, it no, doesn't work out for me. All right, so we both agree on that one. Both thumbs down on Alone at Night. Uh, Vivian, four movies up, four movies down. Please tell us your social media coordinates where everybody can catch you. Okay,
1: so it's on Instagram at Vivian von Foxy. I'll put it in the ah, chat so there you go. people yes. can see.
0: Very good. Thank you, Vivian. Are you going to be anywhere uh, performing or are you doing anything uh, acting-wise?
1: At the moment, I'm just taking it day by day, so we'll very see good. where each right. day
0: takes me. <laughs> very good. The year is young, so lots of possibilities out there in 2023. Vivian, thank you so much for joining us on this show and for being uh, a very good critic of these movies today. Yeah, no,
1: Thanks for having me
0: on again. Excellent. All right, guys. Uh, a programming note. Catch us this Sunday, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, as Five Fave Flicks returns to Silver Screen Previews. And this show, we're going to be presenting to you the great Catherine Cammie from Sleepaway Camp. She will be revealing her five favorite films right here on Silver Screen Previews. So check us out once again, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, this Sunday. So check this out. So on behalf of Vivian Gold, I'm Rob Martin, and we'll catch you next time on Silver Screen Previews.